is Garden Plots with Skeletor. I am here to talk to you about plants, which is fine, and exactly what I want to be doing on a Tuesday, a day when I would normally be running the weekly Snake Mountain staff meeting and adding new evil plans to our evil plans leaderboard, a day when I mastermind the week's upcoming evil goals and tasks, a day when I am at my most evil. Eh, you're pretty evil when you yell about watering. I do bring a sense of evil flair to everything I do, it's true, as I will bring my evil flair to insulting your plant aptitude, listeners. You are... just... terrible. No metaphors? No analogies? No similes? I've made my point, and don't underestimate the power of a casual dismissal. But I'm glad you're studying for the AP English exam already. Disappointed you're studying instead of cheating, but I suppose that disappointment is a part of life. A very large part of certain lives. Ooh, okay, getting some brooding vibes off of you right now. I'm not brooding, I'm just ruminating. That means the same thing. Synonyms exist for a reason! I'm capturing shades of nuance! I think it might be good if instead of doing that... You thought about maybe taking up some other activities. Why? I don't know. Why do people like golf? It's a thing people do for fun. I mean, I guess it is. Do golfers have fun? I don't know. The golf cart bit seems all right. Doing some donuts in the parking lot kind of thing. Golf carts are not for joy riding. Safety first, Riley. If we relax our vigilance in the slightest bit, we'll descend into lawless, violent chaos. We'll turn into whiplash, is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it takes a lot of things going wrong, or extremely right, to end up with whiplash. But while we're on the topic of golf... Uh, we weren't. We were, very briefly. Anyway, golf. So, like my uncle likes it... Wait, Hordak? <laughs> he would. No! Wait, actually, yes he does. But that's not the uncle I'm talking about. Anyway, he says... Okay, he says a lot of things about golf, and I've actually listened to exactly none of them, but the point is... He likes it. And he's like, your age, probably. And he went through some career crisis or something, and I think that's when he picked it up. Maybe it was before then? Maybe he always liked it and just did it a whole lot more after he got fired? Does this have a point? Obviously. I'm saying, why don't you try golfing? I mean, you've got that sweet cart outside. That sweet cart used to be my mecha stilts before Eva Lynn decided it would be funny to melt them down and rebuild it as a golf cart. Yeah, why did you have mecha stilts and not a whole mech anyway? They were a white elephant gift. Mostly we used them for dusting the chandelier. I bet Evelyn didn't even think about how many cobwebs there are going to be if we don't keep on top of the dusting. I mean, probably not. Anyway, you don't have to take up golf, but like, maybe take up something? I have a garden and a podcast. Okay, sure. It's just that... You haven't really been doing much podcasting on the podcast this time. I am. I'm getting there. It's called entertaining banter, such as I might have used in our staff meetings to lull my minions into a happy loyalty before I crush their spirits by pointing out their myriad failures. But I don't have meetings anymore, so I have to use my banter here. I get, I get to use my banter here in the gardening podcast. I have... All that one needs, just as you, listeners, have all that you need in the form of my botanical insights. 
It's coming towards spring, and you should already have your garden laid out as you intend it for planting. If, for some unfathomable reason, you have not already planned your plot for the spring, or you have done so with the blithe ignorance of a child, stop. Planning your garden is about sunlight and appropriate soil nutrition. Now, yes, I could explain every iteration of common garden layout available to you, but that presumes that you have the rudimentary gardening know-how necessary to evaluate these plans for yourself. I think you and I both know how exceedingly unlikely that is. To spare us both, listener, I will tell you that planting in rows running from north to south is your simplest and most effective option for sunlight and circulation. Now you cannot mix your vegetables in as you see fit. That way lies madness, and also inadequate access to sunlight. Your tall vegetables, such as corn and beans, belong on the north side to keep them from shading their shorter companions. Your medium vegetables, tomatoes and squash, etc., should be planted in the middle, and then on the south end are your most low-to-the-ground plants, such as radishes and carrots. Hey, what about cooking? Dad loves cooking. I told you I'm not coming to dinner! No, I meant like, you could take up cooking as a hobby. It's not like you've got a shortage of stuff to cook. Under no circumstances. Cooking is the one area of life in which whiplash can be trusted to be something other than a tornado of chaos. Lego pizza notwithstanding. Right? That duck a l'orange was so good. I mean, it was weird that he served it with deep-fried jelly beans, but somehow it really worked? Yes, it had a surprisingly synergistic effect. And for those of you unlike myself, whose lack of culinary experience stems from mere ineptitude and is not the result of a carefully calculated decision, Perhaps you would benefit from a subscription to this week's sponsor, Cerulean Smock. Are you a brick-witted bumbler whose brain is so curdled from years of disuse that you are incapable of performing the simple task of weighing and measuring ingredients? Despite this debilitating inadequacy, do you crave unearned praise for completing a task which is, in its simplest form, a function necessary to continue your pointless existence? Allow me to answer those questions for you. Yes, and yes. Well, good news, hypothetical but statistically likely listener. Cerulean Smock has got you covered. Each week, they will send you a box containing ingredients that have already been prepped, measured, and chopped. If you combine them in the prescribed manner and heat them as instructed, even you can claim credit for cooking meals like braised polar beast or crabulous puffs with gulvosian remoulade. These culinary triumphs will be yours to crow about and are easier to prepare than solving one of Beastman's riddles. He's getting better at those. All of his riddles are just him asking whether he would like to chew on various things. Here's a tip. The answer is always yes. And you'll want to chew on the array of meals that, for a meager sum, Cerulean Smock can mail to your home. Soon you'll be cooking like... Well, like uh, someone slightly less pathetically deficient than you no doubt are. Wow, that was even meaner than your usual ad reads. And there, that's out of the way. Okay, and? And? And what's next? What's next? Why are you asking me that? Normally, next I would be berating Beastman for ruining some evil scheme, or telling Merman not to be a hot water hog on the weekends, or 
trying to hide Whiplash's laser guns above the fridge where he can't reach them, before unleashing some terrible plan to cover all of Eternos in two inches of pleasantly warm but very sticky goo, all before lunch. But I'm... here, doing the podcast and not even being interrupted once. Yeah, I know you're doing the podcast. That's what I meant. What's next on the podcast? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, um, what I actually meant was, uh, with that out of the way, we turn our attention to feral foliage. Are you sure? When was the last time you went outside? I've been outside. It's where my open-air greenhouse shower is located. I'm not sure that counts. Also, I'm pretty sure Evelyn wouldn't notice if you went back to using the regular showers. It's not like you were actually forbidden. And give her the satisfaction? Never! Besides, outdoor showers are a thing. People like them. Some people. Presumably. It was nice of Triclops to build that stall for you, though. I don't care for its rustic, shabby, chic aesthetic, but I will admit that it does at least ensure a modicum of bath time privacy. I've heard that using an indoor shower like a normal person is also pretty private. Your jealousy at my plant paradise of a shower is painfully transparent, Riley. Regardless, in one of my frequent walks back to the castle from a refreshing and not at all inconvenient greenhouse shower, could be more frequent. I noticed that the outer wall of Snake Mountain has an enterprising growth of lichen on it. I mean, there's a definite funk in here. And before you get all old on me, I don't mean funk in the old-fashioned cool way. As I was saying, lichen is not a plant as we think of them. It is, in fact, not a plant at all, although it does the same noble work of photosynthesis and oxygenating our planet. Lichen is the union of fungus and algae. What? Gross. Wrong. They are hardy survivors that make do in just about every biome imaginable. From the evergreen forests to the ice mountain, lichen will take root. Or they would if they had roots. Lichen have no roots, stems, or leaves that are normal to plant structure. There are several types of lichen that you may have seen covering the walls of a building, or growing on a forest rock or tree. The most typical one you have likely seen is a crustose lichen. Crustos. Did He-Man defeat someone named Crustos once? You are likely thinking of Toastor, a glutinous gladiator who on two non-consecutive occasions attempted to seize the Eternian throne. I considered hiring him on as a minion, but unfortunately he was nibbled to death by a flock of ducks. Apparently there is a downside to having a body composed mostly of stale bread. Hey, what about baking? You could make your own bread. That's a thing adults like to talk about. Ugh. And deal with all the vagaries of temperature, humidity, ratios, ingredient weighing? No, I think not. You take care of an angel wing begonia! How is baking harder? Unlike caring for a plant, I don't have to labor over it, only to watch my ungrateful minions devour my hard work with nary a thank you or appreciative remark. Except Beast Man. It is nice of him to send thank you notes after eating one of your plants. Well, nice-ish. <laughs> he only does it because he thinks it means he's not on the hook for the vet bill. But back to the lichen. If you wish to see lichen, visit the outside of older buildings or simply walk into your nearest forest. Lichens grow in a variety of places, on bark, leaves, moss, hanging from branches, even on other lichen. 
If you are particularly fortunate, you may even spot some of the stranger kinds of lichen, such as the jelly lichens, which sometimes form as slimy ruffles on walls and bark in wetter areas. Gross. And speaking of gross things growing where they don't belong, are we just not going to talk about it? Talk about what? The thing on your chin. Yes? What about it? I guess just... why? It's a soul patch, and because I can is why. Oof. I mean, you can do lots of things. Not sure that's a reason to do them. I'm not taking facial hair advice from you. If you could grow facial hair, you'd probably choose something ridiculous. Some cool sideburns. Of course you would. Okay, let's put aside why for a second. Let's start with how. I will not lower myself to pretend to know what you're talking about. Like, where would hair follicles even work into your whole situation? I can grow hair just as well as anyone. Uh, Better. I simply have heretofore chosen not to try. But once I made up my mind and put together a plan, it was a total success. Just like every other activity I have attempted. Uh Uh-huh. And exactly what were the steps in your plan to grow a soul patch? It was mere child's play. I, um, just ate a lot of eggs and concentrated for, uh, I don't know, half an hour? And that's how you grew your facial hair? Yes. And the fact that there is a tiny piece of the bath mat missing is a total coincidence? That was probably... Moths, or fabric evaporation. Evelyn has really let this place go to seed. Fine. Whatever. Speaking of going to seed, the Attorney and Master Gardener Society's big agricultural fair and crop protection expo is coming up. That's always a big weekend for you. I know you were still moping when they asked you to speak at it, but are you at least planning on going? I was not moping. That time it was brooding. And no, I am far too busy. Busy doing what? used to at least pace the hallways and sigh loudly. Or at least say the word sigh loudly. But lately you haven't even left your room to do that. I'm thinking about growing some eyebrows. Great, I'll hide the curtains. But seriously, you need to do something. I guess golf isn't your thing, but you need a hobby. What about a musical instrument? Woodwinds are probably out of the question. Why would you assume that? No reason. I just have a hunch that reed instruments probably aren't your thing. But didn't you used to play an old-timey guitar or something? It was a lute. I learned to play it when I disguised myself as a wandering troubadour as part of one of my slightly less triumphant schemes. Apparently, transient musicians are not as universally trusted as I had been led to believe. But it's a moot point. Since I no longer have any interest in conquering Eternia, I have burned all my old disguises and their accompanying accessories. Wait, are you sure? Well, I told Whiplash to burn them, which is practically an inevitability when you ask him to do anything. Uh, he may not have followed through on that, because I'm fairly certain that he was wearing your old pantaloons today. There was also a flyer in the game room for a Skeletor Disguises rummage sale. Ha! <laughs> As if any of them have the physique and panache to pull off my disguises. Okay, well, if not an instrument as a hobby, uh, what about... Hacky Sack... You don't even know what that is. I just did a search for things old people like. I'm trying to help. I'm not old. Kickball? Is that a thing people do? I wouldn't join Webstore's Kickball League if it was the last form of recreation on this planet. Because he has creepy eyes? 
because kickball is for children. And also because he has creepy eyes. There's gotta be something you could get into. I am into berating people about the proper way to care for plants. And one thing that is crucial in the care of plants is keeping them out of the reach of your pets or more chewing-prone members of your household. This brings us to Will It Kill Beastman? As you are no doubt gathering your army of seeds and seedlings for planting, or at least you should be if you know what's good for you, you may have decided to plant your own garlic and chives. Garlic, chives, and indeed all members of the Allium family, which includes onions and leeks, are dangerous to pets and should be avoided. Cats and dogs in particular are likely to have severe, even fatal reactions to ingesting Alliums. Beastman is, remarkably, not allergic to Alliums in the least and suffers no ill effects from ingesting them. Which is fortunate, as pickled garlic is one of his favorite snacks, and unfortunate for all of us to have to deal with his breath afterwards. Garlic, chives, and alliums. Will they kill Beastman? Surprisingly, no, but do not let your pets have any. What about knitting? You can make scarves and hats and stuff. Knitting is ridiculous, a stance that I have always held and is not in any way related to Jocelyn kicking me out of the knitting circle. As if macrame even counts. Jeez, sorry for trying to help. Apology declined. Now pass me the leaf it to me question. Dear King Skeletor, <laughs> Dear Skeletor, I want to have cleaner air in my home. I'm not sure what cleaner air means or what I'm trying to clean out of the air, but I still feel very strongly about it. What plants should I get to keep the air clean in my house? Where should I put them to get the most out of their cleaning and oxygenating powers? Yours, Anxious About Air in Avion. Wise. Cleaning the air in your home is not necessarily something you must do, but indoor air pollutants are common and can cause a variety of ailments. Unfortunately, the amount of houseplants you would require to do a thorough job of cleaning the air is more than can fit in most dwelling spaces. So unless you live inside a botanical garden, you are unlikely to feel the benefits of air-cleaning plants. That does not mean that you should not have air-cleaning plants, however, as any amount of air purification and increase in oxygen around the home is better than none. The Loyal and Steadfast Snake Plant is among the best you can choose. It is one of the few plants that does not release carbon dioxide at night. It continues to release oxygen at all hours of the day. You can also invest in a Pothos, Anthurium, Aloe Vera, or, if you're specifically desiring flowers, Chrysanthemums will do the trick. I'm not going to list every air-cleaning plant, if you're desirous of some sort of table or graph, that's what the internet is for. Well, that and cat memes. But I stand by my answer. The snake plant is going to be your best bet and cleans several of the toxic chemicals and irritants that you're likely to encounter in the household, such as formaldehyde, trichloroethylene, benzene, and xylene. The snake plant also happens to be the easiest to keep alive and is therefore the most likely to survive your inexpert care. Didn't you talk about snake plants in your first episode? Plants can be talked about more than once. Plants have more than a single facet. They are rich and multi-layered. They don't exist merely to fit into convenient, easy-to-digest segments. They are complex and have whole sides that we, even as yet, may not understand about them. Oh, hey, look what I found here in my backpack. 
It's a coupon to the Booze and Pot Ceramic Studio. It's one of those ceramic studios which lets you paint something and then they fire it for you. And they serve wine, I guess. That's apropos of nothing. Yeah, well, since I can't drink wine, it'll probably not be something fun for me. So here, why don't you try it out? This coupon expired two years ago. You didn't even look at it. I don't have to. The business closed two years ago, so I'm just extrapolating from that. Oh, whoops. Wait, how did you know that? Did you go there? Are you a secret wine mom? First of all, wine mom denigrates the legitimate need divorcee mothers have for a place that can respond to their desires for adult recreation and self-care in a nurturing, supportive space. With wine. And secondly, psh, absolutely not. I went in there by accident once because I thought it was a potting and plant store. With wine. Really? Just once? Yes, just once. You didn't have to go back to pick up that lovely hand-painted mug that you're sipping tea out of? With your name written on the bottom? This is a Skeletor-branded mug. It's supposed to look artisanal. Anyway, that ceramic store is closed now, which I am sure is a great loss to whoever would be into that sort of thing, both for the soothing practice of painting ceramics and the social support of having somewhere to go every Wednesday to chat with the girls. Whoever that might be, I am sure... They are pretty sad about it, especially when they're forced to remember other better times of relevance, when they might have had struggles, sure, but they weren't as bad as they felt at the time, and at least there was a supportive place to go with people who had their own trials but were still ready to be a shoulder to cry on. I wonder how Judy is. I hope she left her cheating husband and found someone better. Maybe I should look her up on the socials media... Ahem. Well, unlike most Tuesdays, I don't have to cut this short for a meeting or evil scheme or to send too bad through the tickle gauntlet. I could, I guess, just keep talking about plants forever. Nope, hard nope. I've got to go do, well, anything else. Ah, of course, people with other things to do. Well, uh, that's it for this episode of Garden Plots with Skeletor. Come back next time to learn more about how you have been cleaning your plants wrong. Can you sound a little more enthusiastic? Fine. I'm very enthusiastic about how poorly you have been cleaning your plants. I said sound enthusiastic, not just say you're enthusiastic. Oh, I see. In that case, no. All right, then. Come back next time, listeners, for more lackluster insults. Uh, my insults are not lackluster. Your and gardening face tips is from lackluster. Mopey baby pants. Gasp! Who won't stop whining long enough to get a hobby? Fine, I'll get a hobby. Good. Right. Good. Come back in two weeks to see what recreational pastimes have tried and failed to hold my illustrious attention. Or maybe you'll find something you really like. Pah. <laughs> Doubtful. Well, I guess we'll see, won't we? I guess we will. Until then, listeners, keep a watchful eye on your watering, or else. Garden Pots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. 
Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash Garden Plots with Skeletor. Thanks for listening.